Beijing Calling. Karen, what's this one? Tiger. Oh, it's a tiger. Dolphin. Where is the dolphin? I don't know. You don't know? Can you find the dolphin? This is Xinyu. She's in an education center in Beijing, reading picture books with little kids to practice speaking okay. English. How about this one? What's this? Panda. It's a panda. As an early childhood educator, she started working with kids six years ago. With great passion, hardworking, and rich experience, last year Xinyu was admitted to Harvard Graduate School of Education. After spending an intensive year at Harvard, she decided to come back and test herself in the competitive private education market in China, where contemporary Chinese parents have changed their thinking toward how to bring up their children. This episode of Beijing Calling is brought to you by me, myself, Mo Han, as well as my guest, Xin Yu. The topic of our discussion, China's early childhood education and how it changed over the course of years. I know it sounds like a big topic. I'll try to share our thoughts through the angle of Xin Yu's story. So Xin Yu's first job was English tutor for kids at New Oriental, China's largest private education company. She worked for five years and progressed to researcher and curriculum designer. Because of the fact that the market demand for English teaching has always been huge in China, so to many others, Xinyu was on the rise with big potential ahead. So why did you go to the U.S.? Because I think it's a promising career. It's a promising job. Yeah, yeah. I really agree that、um, New Oriental is a really good. Uh, like place for working, but、um, talks about applying for university. I think my teaching experience at New Oriental has made me think and act like an、uh, educator, not just a teacher.、Um, but my observation and reflection have gone beyond the organizational boundary. So I wanted to contribute my share to address some issues、um, in picture book reading and gain more practical skills. So I quit my job at New Oriental and at that time started up an、uh, entrepreneurial project,、um, kind of like a. Bold attempt at that time, mixing years of teaching experiences and insights into literacy. But, however, I found out、um, some of my experiences in the past worked, but some just didn't.、Mm-hmm. Um, so I started want to touch the basement of education, want to get to know more research and theories, and use what I would learn to empower、mm-hmm. kids. To imagine multiple possibilities and open doors to like self-defined success, and that's why I applied for Harvard. I guess you learned a lot about the education business because I saw your postings on WeChat and all the inspirational, you know, sayings and your experiences. I think those are really, really wonderful. So, in terms of early education,、mm-hmm. what are the differences that you have observed between the Western world and China? I think there are a lot of differences, but from my perspective, early childhood education in the West is more like research based, but in the East, it's more experience based.
These years, especially cognitive neuroscience and the science of brain, became more、uh, popular and more capable to applicate. So some myths were known by educators and educational practitioners,、mm-hmm. so they can like applicate all this science-based、uh, knowledge into the curriculum design. So I think they are more research-based.、Um, well, I think in the East. Science has also been developed very fast these years, but like most educators and parents are more like to believe in their experiences when they were young kids.、Um, sometimes they want to avoid the way they were being treated as young、mm-hmm. kids, and sometimes they want to learn new ways to interact with their kids.、Um, I think there's like no right or wrong, but I do recommend、um, educators and practitioners、mm. should learn from each other, both in the West and in the East. After coming back from the U.S. earlier this year, she co-founded a children's museum, eager to put what she has learned into practical use. I find a call in my inner body, <laughs> yeah, because I want to make some change in China's early childhood education. Yeah, I, I just want to come back and make some difference, change, and that is the key. One thing for sure: no matter in the east or west, every parent wants the best resource and education for their kids. In China, one stereotypical impression is that Chinese parents put more value on academic accomplishments. They're usually more demanding and strict than Western parents. It's understandable. I mean, I had the same feelings when growing up. However, in recent years, as an increasing amount of people who are born in the 1980s and 1990s become parents themselves, these are the people of my age, and they value education in different ways. A newly released report shows that 90% of parents now believe academic scores are equally important with nurturing soft powers. Like communication skills and leadership skills, parents of little children aged between six to twelve are the strongest supporter of such saying, and seventy percent of them are willing to invest money into nurturing such kind of soft powers. Education is no longer what it was before. Nowadays, Chinese parents they love to encourage their children to do、mm-hmm. something that they want. Yeah, I totally agree. Because、mm-hmm. in the past, parents are always like,、uh, they want to force you to do something they believe that is better for you.、Mm-hmm. <laughs> And but nowadays, I think children are more like curiosity based. If they want to do something they like, they can do it. But if you force them to do,、um, I don't think it's gonna like work out.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. So parents nowadays, I think they already changed their minds not to like force children do what they want to do, because like nowadays the parents of young kids are more like our generations. So、um, I think they already turned out to be like. Uh, how can I interact with you like equally, and we can discuss about it and what you want to do? So that's why we want kids to be like self motivated with passion and curiosity and global with the global competence.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we designed the like the environment like a caring and a responsive environment and put the like、uh, playful learning and the the nature the unbounded nature of learning in the core. To support kids with their like developmental area and content area. 
So, what do the parents say about your、um, facilities and designs? Uh huh. Uh, we have not test our like curriculums with parents, but we talked about our concept with parents. They are very interested in it because they haven't seen so much thing、uh, like playful learning. They have the curiosity to test. I think that's a very good thing. A very、mm. good start. Not just adjusting to the changes, Xinyu wants to take a lead. She prepares to launch a children's museum. That incorporates playful learning in Beijing. You are trying to open a children's museum in Beijing. Tell me more about it. What is a children's museum? Sure, I'd love to. <laughs> so the first thing I want to talk a little bit more about children's museum because、mm -hmm. um, we haven't been seeing so much children's museum in China and、mm. the I've never heard of it. Yeah, such a yeah, thing. yeah.、Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I think the museum culture in China is just not that popular. Um, so, children's museum is like a place designed developmentally appropriate for children, and children under the age of ten years could、uh, learn through play. So we can imagine it as a playground. Children can touch everything and play with everything, but it is not just for fun. All the things designed there are like physically, emotionally, and intellectually appropriate for children. So in this playground, children are playing happily without noticing all the educational purpose behind the facilities. So it's kind of like informal learning. So I'll take one facility as an example.、Uh, we have designed independently a wooden board. We divide it into two parts. The first part is、uh, like a fire engine, and like we redesigned the city in it. And the other part is like、uh, an ambulance, and also have city in it. And children can use the tricycle to control the circuit on the wooden board,、mm. and then they can hear the the bell rings, and they can use the fire hydrant,、mm. and also they can control the the little cars. It's kind of like a role play.、Um, like research has been proved that high quality role play can develop help develop children's reasoning and theory of mind and self regulation.、Mm. Um, so I think that could also help children to enhance their、uh, social responsibility. Yeah. In our conversation, Xinyu shared a lot about her vision, and I can feel her passion toward the early childhood education in China. Children are our future, and I look forward to promising changes coming soon. Until we're together again, this is Beijing Calling. I'm Mohan. See you next time. This has been a China Plus production. Thanks for listening. If you like the show, be sure to subscribe to the podcast for free. If you have any comments about the episodes, just send us an email: podcast at cri dot com dot cn. Podcast at cri dot com dot cn. We're also on Facebook and Twitter at China Plus News. China China Plus.